This is the Lisa Page Made Me Do It podcast. My name is Lisa Page, your hostess with the most it. Before uh, we get into the actual episode, I want to share with you my favorite protein bars. They are the Built Bar. There are thousands of flavors to choose from. It's a little overwhelming, I will say. And I was watching our Built Bar ambassador feed the other day, and they were saying how a lot of you are just so overwhelmed with the releases of all these flavors and how quickly they're coming out. You don't have enough time to get your flavors or you want to do a mixed box or, you know, a lot of people are like, just please slow down. You're coming out with so many flavors. It's, you know, freaking us out because there's just so many bars to choose from. But overall, they are so good. I'm going to be honest. Not everybody loves these bars, but most people love these bars. So go ahead, go to builtbar.com and you can do a mixed box. You can just get a regular old 18 bar box. If you like the coconut chocolate, whatever you want. Lisa is your discount code for some bucks off and that never expires, which is awesome. So builtbar.com. Bible friend Lindsay's back joining the show. Hi, friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you could just have heard what we said. It's fine. It was naughty. For those of you who are not familiar with this podcast or not familiar with my girlfriend, Lindsay, let me formally introduce you to Lindsay, a.k.a. my Bible friend, Lindsay. She was the one that got real deep with us a few weeks ago about death, which you can go back and listen to. I was just going through a really sad season, if you will, um, of realizing how many people in my life close to me are either getting really sick or are dying. And so I needed to bring Lindsay in to comfort me a little bit because she's all about the biblical theology of it all. And honestly, after that episode, I felt better and a lot of you felt better. So go back and listen to that if you're struggling with a dark time you might be going through. That wasn't the happiest of episodes, I must say. However, I think today will be fun because we're talking about mom rage and who better to bring back on the podcast than Bible friend Lindsay. So to take you back a couple weeks ago, we just kind of did like an impromptu live when we were sitting on the playground with our kids. As per usual. Yeah. Yep. And Lindsay was like, you know, have you ever mom raged? Mm. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Several thousand times. Yep. Well, it was like a growing conversation between a lot of the moms that were out there. Like it was a consistent conversation for several days in a row where different moms were chiming in on the things that they were facing with their kids. And it's that time of year anyway, where they're getting back into school in January after Christmas break and everybody's sharing their germs. So people are coming home sick and moms are sick and we're trying to get back in our routine. So several days in a row, moms are talking about my kid said this to me in the car and I couldn't believe it. And I did this and I have no idea where that came from. And Lisa was like, Ainsley knocked a bar stool over and I thought I was going to die. Yeah, dude. I so, like legit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's consistent. Like all of us are facing it. And I said to her, like, you're not alone. Like, and I called one of the other moms over and I was like, remember that thing that you said to me that your kid said to you in the car? Okay, you can get in on this. Like, we understand. Yeah, jump in on the conversation. Like, we're in it. So I, you know, Lisa and I, we definitely commiserate on it. And it helps when you know each other's kids, too. <laughs> totally, yeah. Like, when you know what your friend's kid is going to throw at them, it, it really is helpful because they can tell you, like, remember this thing that they struggle with specifically? Well, here's the thing. We don't even have teenagers yet. And this oh comment on the thread already, she goes all the time. 
and I have teenagers. So this is just the beginning. But aside from raging, can we just talk about one quick thing first before we get into the raging? Moms of boys, you can relate. Zach and all of his little friends cannot stop talking about flatulence, farts, poops, butts, booties, all of it. Not only that, but they always include the sound effects. Zach's got to make a fart noise at least 700 times a day. That's been a hot topic when Zach has friends over or like we're carpooling and it's him and his friends. I'm always like, please, can you stop with the balls? Stop talking about the balls. Do your balls hang low? They've got different ways that they discuss it around people. I mean, it really is so funny. Our friend Lisa was saying how, uh, this was, I don't know, a couple months ago. She was talking one of one of Zach's best friends. His mom, our good friend Lisa, was saying how like she picked him up from school, right? Yeah. She picked him up from school today, and she yeah. she looked over and she's like, "Van, I can see it. I can see it. Like, and I, you're not wearing underwear, and your zipper is down. Was it like that all day?" He goes, "I don't know." Like, <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine like their body awareness is just that like God? Like, and us girls are always like we're worried about visible panty lines. <laughs> I'm still struggling to find the best thong to wear working out so you don't see my my panty lines under my wonder unders. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But we did get a lot of, it's so weird. We didn't get any calls on the Skype line. I'm actually getting frustrated because I feel like people are either afraid to call the Skype. nervous, yeah. I should start giving out prizes. I should start sending like something out to People who listen to the podcast, and if yeah. I play your callback, yeah. I will send you something. You could buy the built bars before they go out of stock. I could. And hold on to them. Like, if True. you really want that cookies and cream. Or I could send them some skinny dipped uh, yes. lemon bliss almonds. Yes. I could make a package of all my favorite things and send you something. You could send people a food journal. I could. I could do a food. <laughs> you, you all know, know how I feel about the food journals. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Well, it is really hard to share this kind of thing. But besides all that, mom rage is legit. Don't tell me you have never mom raged. You're lying to yourself. Y'all have mom raged. And with every circumstance, I feel like total crap after I lose it on my kids. I think it really does look different for every mom. Like, we, motherhood is so triggering. It's the most triggering (laughs) experience because... We relate it back to our family of origin. Like when you're growing up, there's pathways that are formed in your brain. Yeah. And then you grow out of that stage of life. And then when you recreate a new family, those pathways, they wake back up. Yeah. Your brain remembers the chemical response that you had when you were the kid that felt out of control. Yeah. So then when your kid presents you, with this situation that they're in, like the knocked over bar stool or whatever it is, it's triggering and you feel out of control. I think that's why none of us like to share our own stories because it is a really vulnerable thing to say, I lost control. Mm -hmm. And that's what the most triggering part of it is, like as moms and as wives, and I think wife rage is just as much a thing as mom rage. Oh, that could be a whole nother topic. Or dog mom rage. Yeah. Like dogs can bring it out. I mean, we love our pets, but dogs can bring it out because they just decide to poop on that thing that you didn't want them to poop on. Like it's the issue of control that really pushes you over that edge. So then you act out of control because that's how you feel it. It exposes what's going on in your heart, and that's what's so uncomfortable, and that's why you feel so bad afterwards. Well, I'll tell you. You just mentioned dog rage. Oh, yeah. I dog raged so hard on Piper the other day. 
And I've never done this. Like, I've never, ever, ever yelled at her. Because, you know, she's, like, my best friend. <laughs> and she's furry. And she and could like, never do no wrong. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And when dogs are scared, they act so ashamed And she knew it. She oh. knew it. Do you know what? She, and I think even I scared the living daylights out of my kids, too. I was upstairs getting them ready for bed. And I look over the balcony. And Piper's just all up on our new couch. <gasps> this dog knows she doesn't ever go upstairs. She doesn't even try to go upstairs. I've trained her not to go upstairs. Yep. And she's never, 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 ever jumped on furniture. That's mm. another thing that we trained her to do. She does not ever go on furniture ever. So when I looked down and I saw her on my three week old brand new couch with my it's new pillows, yes. I'm like, get down, <laughs> Piper. Like I blew out like my vocal cords. Yes. One of the moms on oh. here posted that she had like broken blood vessels in her hands <laughs> from like slamming the countertop. I think I might've have had yeah, broken blood vessels them. in my eyes. You eyeballs. can break them in your eyes. And like, Part of you removes from it. There's like a cognitive dissonance of like, I can see it happening and I can't stop it. It's gone. It's, I can't stop it now. That was another page Let's out of. Do like, I'm going to have to take the kids and leave. He's like, we are backing up. We are backing up, backing up room. and out of the room, out of the Don't house. make eye contact. Go get yourself a massage okay. or something. Okay. Give it four to six hours. <laughs> Like, the couch is representative of the larger <laughs> issue. <laughs> that I'm a what, control freak? What yes. Piper was stomping on oh was my God. her soul. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. She was like, who are you? Like, she probably like, was like, Mom, mother. I didn't pee. <laughs> I might have now, but. What's a good raging song I can pull up? Like, skip not. Slipknot. Slipknot, skip not. Slipknot. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of raging songs out there. I don't want to play all anything. of the Alanis Morissette rage songs. Oh my gosh, she's yeah. going on tour, by the way, and there's oh, not a bone in my body that wants to see her. I can't. Is the Lilith Affair still a thing? <laughs> like, there's so many angry women. Because, like, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. This is a larger issue. Like, you're not alone in your mom rage. I know it's isolating, and you feel so horrible. You feel like the worst parent in the entire world. Right. Every single mom has done. I've had moms like at the wrapping thing. Oh. After we were there for like six hours, one of the moms looked over at me and she was like, you scream at your kids, right? Like completely unrelated That's to what we were talking about. And I just looked at her and I was like, yeah. Like, yeah. I really like, and I looked over at one of our other friends. I said, you scream at your kids too, right? We're all like, we're, we're yeah, all in this together. We do, but we'd been around each other long enough that day that there was a really healthy level of vulnerability <laughs> that we could get to. And the mom that started, it was like this morning, I just had this really hard time with my son and he couldn't find his jacket. And I'm like, oh, the jacket. Yeah, the Our jacket. kids have uniform jackets and when they lose them, they're like $35 first of all. Mm -hmm. And they have to have them because the rooms are so cold. Yeah. And if you send another one, they can't wear it until they leave. Anyway. I told Zach, I told him last week, I go, every time now I pick you up and you've lost a coat, I'm taking $30 out of mm -hmm. your wallet. Yep. And I'm going to buy myself something. And I'm going to buy myself something. I'm getting a bronzer. Yeah. That's what's happening. That's what's, I'm going to get a Marc Jacobs I liner. I need the retail therapy <sighs> from the emotional damage of you losing the things that I give It's so upsetting. Obviously, you're triggered, but you're not triggered, triggered to the, like, Piper on the couch level right. trigger. Right. But there are definitely days where you're like, stop oh, yeah. what You're are just you doing more irritable like you and hormone levels have to do with it and chemical levels have to do with it and like mental like other things that are going on in your life which again they feel out of control it comes back to like the thing that pushes you to any extreme level of emotion it can be rage it can be like <laughs> the crushing weight of yeah. just i need yeah. to cry about yeah everything. exactly you're looking for a reason it and it reveals 
what happens when things are questioned in your life. Like, what am I letting have an amount of importance or weight in my life that it shouldn't have? Mm -hmm. Like, my couch, it can't be what I hang all of my emotional stability on. Yeah. But you pride yourself in creating the house and home. And it's upsetting because it really feels like you really don't care about anything that I do. Because you sat on the couch. And they don't intend it that way. No. Like, our children are very grateful for us, and our husbands are very grateful for us, and our pets are very grateful. Yes. But they don't think about how that translates to us because of the things that they do that are seemingly innocuous. Like, our kids are not trying to tell us that they hate us because they don't keep up with the things that we need them to keep up with. Well, funny you say that because we were at, it was the church gathering thing that you couldn't make a couple weeks ago at our church. And it was, it was called like a mom's gathering or something. And it was all moms of our church. And so they had a speaker. It was, uh, right. Dr. Right. I forget his name, but the guy that founded Canacuck. Yes. He founded Canacuck show notes. notes. Yes. And it's a Christian based camp Yeah, and they have a traveling Canacuck that our kids go to. And then when they're old enough, they can do the overnight. Well, he played a video and we were talking, he was discussing mom Gill mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. savoring the, mo- we were also talking about, you, you know, tablets and technology and oh, how, yeah. you know, yeah. being on your, and so he played a video and this video went viral a couple of years ago. So it was old, but he was talking to moms and they were talking about, I don't want to say mom rage, but, um, what they think makes them a bad mom or like, yeah. what are they failing yeah. at? Yeah. And so they go on and on and on. And then they bring in the kids of the moms and they talk about how wonderful. They yeah. Are. And they're like, my yeah. mom's the best. She's so pretty. I, I love, love her so she much. Plays with oh, me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I know. Oh, I hope that's really how my kids see me when I'm like losing my shit. Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But so we well, don't remember those things, though. No, we don't. I we wish, don't tell ourselves no. the things that make us good moms. We never feel it. And in Christian circles too. Yeah. Like in Christian circles, moms feel the weight of okay. I've got to be intentional with their hearts. Like we all have this language around our parenting. So I've got to lead in grace and follow in truth. And there's all this verbiage around the way that we quote unquote should parent our children Mm -hmm. and there's truth there's a little bit of truth to all of it like yes we want to pursue their hearts yes we do want to lead with grace and follow up in truth that's that's all true but it does add to the weight and the pressure that all of us feel all the time yeah i've got to provide to a certain degree for them i've got to make sure that they eat the right the right things we, I've got to make sure that they wear the right things. And these things are the things that we think that are right in our minds that we view a certain way to get them to a specific outcome. Yeah. And then if they don't turn out the way that we think is successful, then we feel like a failure. Like, I want you to be successful so I don't feel responsible for right. your life not looking the way that I want it to. I mean, and can- you see it in adults with, well... You see it with parents of adult children as well, like mm-hmm. yeah. making excuses for why their 35-year-old son lives at home. Exactly. Or why their 28-year-old daughter isn't married with children. Right. Like they are making excuses. The kid's not making excuses. Like they might be completely fulfilled in their grown life. Right. But as a parent, you idealize the preferred outcome that you want your children to work towards. And then you take, and then on the flip side is you take credit. Like you feel guilty and terrible if they're not working towards success. 
And then you also feel responsible for their downfalls also. See, this sounds like a Dr. Laura call because she takes calls all the time from women and, or, and oh, husbands. Yeah. They're like, we got us 27 year old and, mm-hmm. or like we, our daughter's in college and we pay for everything. Oh, yeah. And then Dr. Laura goes, well, of course she expects, expects you to pay for her trip to Cancun. Yeah. You've paid for everything. Does yeah. your daughter have a job? No, she's focusing on her major. And you but you're enabling. And you avoid discomfort for so long. Right. That now she's going to be angry with you that you're robbing her of the next thing that's going to keep her from feeling uncomfortable. Exactly. Like she feels entitled to her own totally, comfort level. Totally, totally, yeah, totally. We do it because we feel like that's building their self-esteem if you can shield them from failure, but we have to allow our children to fail. Mm-hmm. Like we have to allow them to feel that discomfort because it's going to be a huge motivator for them that propels them into wanting to succeed on their own terms because they will yeah like, they'll figure out what they want to be successful at right right we right. can help steer them mm-hmm. i mean for the, so for the christian parent you can instill a biblical worldview in your children more so by living out the call on of your own faith on your life like a lot more is caught than taught mm-hmm. so they become who you are not necessarily who you want them to be right So your kids are going to see the way that you're interacting with others and they're going to model their relationships after that. Your kids are going to see the way that you interact with the Bible and the way that you handle it. And they're going to, they're going to imitate that as well. And they'll see the way that you're living out your convictions. So if mommy really feels strongly about this specific thing, they're going to see the way that you talk about it and then the way that you live it consistently. Um, And it has to do with the way you interact with them. Like they see when you flip out and I think that they learn the things that they're, that they can do to affect your emotion. Ainsley flat out disobeyed me. Not even 10 minutes after I told her, don't eat your Valentine's day chocolate. It's like eight 30 and Ainsley's like, mama, can I have a chocolate? I'm like, no. I told her after lunch, you can hold the Valentine's heart, but you cannot eat the chocolate inside that heart. A few minutes later, I go out into the garage and Ainsley's got chocolate all over her face. I go, Ainsley, did you just eat that chocolate? She goes, I just took a bite. She was holding the other chocolate and I took it out of her hand. And I just freaking whipped it into the garbage. I go, now you're not having any. And she's like, and then, of and course. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, no, no, no. In my head, I'm thinking, son of a gun, I know. this kid she is going to do what she wants. And I swear she's just like me when I was a kid. I would oh, just do whatever I wanted. Always ask him why, you know. Like I conferred with you first, but I don't like that answer. I don't like that answer, so I'm going to still do it. And, and I'm going to do it, and hopefully my mom won't catch me, but I caught her. But even if she does, that bite might be worth it. Oh, my like, God. It might be worth dude. it to have that chocolate to just take whatever punishment she But I think they do that. <laughs> like they just decide it's worth it. Like, it's worth it. I have so many moments with Ainsley like that than yeah. I do with Zach. And mm-hmm. he, he's a little boy. Now, it is true what they say about little girls. They are so challenging and they're so strong-willed. They're so stubborn. Yeah. Thank the Lord we go to a school where they have to wear uniforms. Mm-hmm. Because I'll tell you right now, I would be mom raging five mornings a oh, week yeah. if she had dressed. to choose her own outfit. Right? Yes. Yeah. It's awful. It would yeah. be awful. Awful. And some of the crap they've got out targeted towards girls these days. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine. And I think the kid that's the most like you is the one that can do that because they show you things about yourself that you don't like. (sighs) Like, that's what I posted to start the whole thread is about my third. And Lisa knows my third. Go ahead. Talk about it quick. Oh, I have three boys. My youngest is four. All three of my kids went through stages at four where that that that's just a difficult stage. They didn't have separation anxiety at a year. They did great with the nursery. We didn't have any issues. My oldest went through bad separation anxiety at four, like bawled every time (laughs) I left the room and just had a really hard time. And then my middle son, he's got learning differences and his symptoms came out when he was four. 
And we got through it. That was a tough season. And now it's the third. It's his turn. And he's like me. So the things that are coming out in him that I see, they're elements of my own personality that I don't like. Right. That I don't like. Right. But I work really hard right. to retain my, like just contain those Control things. yourself. Yeah. Yes. Around him too. Yes. Yes. I've told my husband, I feel like I'm in an abusive relationship <laughs> with our four-year-old. <laughs> And I don't know how to get out of it because there's no way out. I can't, I'm trapped. Our kids know no matter what they do, we're going to love them. Right. Regardless. Yeah. We're going to love them no matter what they do. And they know that they know that we are the safe place Mm -hmm. to say and do all the most terrible things Mm -hmm. because we're going to love them no matter what. And we do too. Like we know that our children are still going to love us no matter how much we lose our cool. It, it's just that we feel bad after. Like um, they'll come in and talk about what great moms we were right. for playing with them that afternoon right. before we flipped out. Of course. About dinner that they didn't want to eat. Because we're always the best moms too when they get what they want or oh, we yeah. say we're going to take them to the park oh, and the park yeah. turns into like the park and then ice cream and oh, then, yeah. you know, pizza with our friends. Mm-hmm. It's we're the best moms ever. Yep. But then when they want the extra ice cream before bed. Oh. That was left over. They forget about all of that. But isn't it the best? It's the best when your kids finish dinner and they're too wrapped up in a show or they're doing something. And then it's literally 10 minutes before they go to bed. And they're like, but we didn't have any dessert. Oh, I get that all the time. I'm like, guys, it is not entitled to dessert. No, like dessert's not a rule. Ainsley, you had four carrot sticks. It's not promised. Like enjoy it when you (laughs) get it. Okay, because it's a gift. It is not an expectation. It's also a reward for if you actually finish your meal, which Ainsley never does. Oh, she yeah. eats four bites of anything, and she's like, I'm done. I'm not hungry, but I'm ready for dessert. They, like, throw a fit. I'm like, you can have yogurt. That's your dessert. They're like, blah, that's not. Uh. <laughs> Apple slices with cinnamon. It's just never a good. Like, Zach wants five scoops of bluebell, red velvet. Ainsley wants 14 popsicles. No, guys, you're going to bed in five minutes. Or the best is, too, is when they go up there and they brush their teeth and they come back down. Oh. And all of a sudden, that's why I still have a baby lock on my pantry. Mm, Zach can get into it, but Ainsley is the one I'm worried about. She's always looking for stuff, dude. She's always looking for food. She's like me. She's like a savage, always hungry. That's so it. Like, you're like me. I get it. I it is. Help it's you. so true. I have to help you learn this healthy boundary. <sighs> and you're going to be so glad I did it someday. I know. Well, and do you all notice, too, when your moms, when your friends tell you, like, I feel like the worst mom today, I raged out or whatever. Like, I had a hard time with my kid. It's like the mom that you think is the best mom that says it. Yeah. I've said to other moms, like, what does it look like when that happens? Uh-huh. What do you mean? Yeah. When you say that you freaked out on your kid or you were unkind to your kid or whatever, and then they'll tell you and you're like, oh, wow. Maybe you don't feel so bad about yourself. That's the best thing. When you start comparing (laughs) stories, when you really, really talk to, well, I remember years ago, my friend, Sarah, she was like my first friend I met in, in Texas and her son, Kyle and Zach are like three or four months apart age wise. And we were just down in our like town square area. Yeah. At what age do they start walking? Two, three, <laughs> like four, 12 months. Like 12, I don't even know. Look at how walk. out of touch I am. <laughs> and when do they start eating solid food? He was definitely at that age where he, he could walk, he could run. Yeah. And he just took he off, took off. Oh, towards yeah. the main road. And Sarah oh. dropped her stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, Kyle it. is, and he was at that point so far ahead oh, of her yeah. that it happened so fast. It's and she, crazy. But she grabbed him so fast oh, yeah. and freaking whacked his ass so hard. Cause down <laughs> here in Texas, there's a lot of spanking yeah, going that. on yep. around here. Yep. 
and a bystander might get a lick in too, and nobody's calling oh, the police. Oh yeah, nobody's exactly. The police around here, okay? That is true. They had it coming. That's <laughs> so true. I feel like it is down here in Texas. If you Anybody smack a kid, can beat you for any reason. But she fine. was like, Kyle, oh, yeah. don't you freaked out? Whacked him. I mean, he'll never do that again. Yeah, no. he'll never do it again. Mm-hmm. Let's read some, read some of these. We got a lot of comments regarding this whole raging thing here. It was. Oh my gosh, a so huge, many like comfort for the moms of older kids to post about it. Listen to this though. Deanne says, my kids are 24 and 20 and I still have guilt over the way I reacted in certain situations. When I think about it, I cringe. I think it's normal to act a certain way to something they've done due to being frustrated, some not so proud moments, but we've all had them and felt guilty after the fact. Now remember, I'm sure her kids here don't even recall those moments she freaked right. out. But it's us as moms that harbor yeah. that guilt like forever. Yeah. Forever. I have, I mean, I have specific times where I reacted to my kids that I still replay at night sometimes. Listen to And the- then I just go stare at them. I know. You're like, oh, you're so angelic. You're so perfect. You could never do wrong. I did that four years ago. Heather says, wow, so nice. It's so nice to hear. It's not just me. It's amazing how you can love them so much, and yet they can make you so angry when they act like fools and the guilt of feeling like a failure all the time. It is, it's an unreachable standard that we've set for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like social media, there's a lot of really beautiful sides to it, but one of the uglier sides is it shows you all of these highlight reels of people in their best moments and everybody's clean and everybody's happy. Mm -hmm. And you look at those in your worst moment after you've had a really bad moment with your own kid and it just feels like I'm never going to be that parent. Right. Like how is it that they're able to succeed so much? How mm-hmm. are, How is it that they're able to create all of these moments with their kids and I can't even get it together to get through a meal? Well, somebody posted on the group page. It was an article. It was a whole column written up by a woman who was at a pool and saw this other woman like freaking out on our kids, but then like turned it on. Everything's great. I love my life for the camera just to post on Instagram. And you know, this past Saturday, we went to Oprah's 2020 Vision Tour. I just want to say how happy I am that Oprah is exactly how I envisioned her in real life. Yeah. She was so great. She talked for almost two hours about everything about weight loss and how weight is not just, it's not just about losing pounds. Mm -hmm. It's more of like a spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. But she said, if you look at Instagram, everybody's happy on Instagram. Everybody's happy happy on Instagram. Yeah. Everybody's skinny. Everybody's got they're not. And if they're not, they're like really not skinny, but they're proud of it. Yeah. They get like that cute curve. Right. Right. They got the good curve. Right. 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 But that's exactly it. Like, I feel like social media is the worst place to look after you yeah. flip out on your kids. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes, totally. Or, or the, you look at your own. Like, you see your own moments with your kids True. and your like, mm-hmm. background. You're like, mm-hmm. where is that? Like, I know I can do it. Where the, is it at? The best Instagram accounts are the moms that always post a picture of their kids' perfect bento box lunch. Um, my kids' lunches don't look like that. <laughs> I don't have quinoa. We don't have Havarti cheese chopped up. Like my the, children would throw away the bento box. My kids are, get lunchables. Like. My kids either buy lunch or they get lunchables. And that is the truth. I do think that there is some merit for parents being able to recognize that if their kids has that red dye, they're going to be a beast for yes, three days that is on true. Yep. There is merit to that. Like yeah. Good for you for identifying that your kid has a food trigger. Maybe figure out your own food triggers too. Because we have that, right? Oh, yeah. Or when we're deprived of something, we go through the depth like if mom hasn't had her coffee it's just not happening right no now. no no like, don't I, even talk to me i can't do it don't talk to me like i need to I, I can't but yeah we see those too read amy martin's okay 
She goes, please don't judge me. I'm a bartender. And yeah. one Saturday I went to work with absolutely no voice from screaming at my kids all yeah. day. I never knew mom rage was real until I had to write it out on paper with my regular, like she had to write out. Yeah. That's how she took like the order. Response she the had customers. no, she had no voice from losing her shit. But on respect her for going to work though. No, I know. Like mommy has to go to work where she can't talk to anybody because she's it. yelling at you, but I right. have to be able to pay for your toys. That's right. The broken, blood the broken blood vessels. Let's see. Uh, parenting, man, nothing else can be so joyful and rewarding and simultaneously make you feel like you suck so hard at it. I think that's just normal. Kids go through hard seasons and easier seasons. Just remember that neither phase lasts forever. Reading through a lot of these stories will make you feel better, I promise. If anything, you'll realize you need to give yourself some more grace. It's just hard. And you, you think before you have kids, you're never going to lose your mind no, on your kids. Gonna like They're, they're going to be the best things when ever, you're pregnant, ever. You're just so excited you're and glowing. happy. Yeah. Like you can't wait to buy all the things. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this though. The point of parenting is to sanctify the person, like your person. Like it is to sanctify your heart and reveal what in you really is sinful. Like what does the Lord need to bring to your attention? Your kids will do it. Like they expose your sin and that's why it's so uncomfortable and why you feel so guilty. Because dealing with them in their sin, because kids are wicked little sinners. Like they're the <laughs> grace. They are. They are. Like, they are born narcissists. Yeah, right. And we have to help navigate them through that. Biblically speaking, mm-hmm. you have to be so aware of your own sin when you're constantly encountering someone else's. And it's so uncomfortable. It is. Like, But it's supposed to be. It is. Like we don't like feeling discomfort either. But this isn't the kind that you just outright reject because there is so much fruit from it. Mm -hmm. Like it exposes, okay, I'm making this too important in my life. Like this is an idolatry issue Mm -hmm. and it is the grace of God to allow my child to expose that in me. So then I can apologize and we can deal with this. Right. I've got to get to the root of the sin that's bearing the fruit of the mom rage. Right. You got to dig it up. I swear every day I wake up and I'm like, Lord, please give me patience. God, please give me patience. Please do, please help me to just rein it in and control myself. Because a lot of the times that I lose my mind over, it's really not a big deal. And, but in the moment, you know, when you're just having the worst day and we all have it where you're with your kids all day, or if your husband travels a lot and you're just burned out, it's like, they don't even need to necessarily be doing anything. You're just pissed pissed because you've done it all day and you're exhausted. Yeah. You're and exhausted. You feel like you're the only one. Mm-hmm. I am the only one that's providing all of this for all of you. Mm-hmm. That's how you feel. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're the right. steward. Of like course. you're not the provi- you're the steward, but when you feel like you're the provider, the pressure of having to provide is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And that's what boils over. It's the resentment like I resent that I have to lay out your clothes for you mm-hmm. and then get you dressed and you fight me the whole time. Right. And then I have to feed you and you fight me again on that. Because you don't want to wear the clothes and you don't want to eat the food. Right. I don't want to lay them out. I know. I don't want to feed you. But we have to do it because you have to wear clothes and I have to parent you. Like that's the role that I've been given and Mm -hmm. I've got to do it. Mm -hmm. And I've got to help you learn how to walk in the role that you've been given also. So let's do it together. And we're going to get through it. You're like, kid, it's got to get done. It has to get done. It has to get done. Let's get to the school or wherever we're going. The best is going into church. Oh. Right? Like you've bought all morning and you've ridden in silence because nobody can talk about it right And then you're you had a church. And the people at the kid check-in place are like, oh my God, your family looks like you're going to a photo shoot. <laughs> Y'all are so cute. You're like, thank you. Thank you so much. I can see it on other moms' 
Oh my gosh. Because our church is small. And I'll tell them like, isn't it climbing a mountain? It's climbing a mountain Mm -hmm. in the morning Mm -hmm. to get to church or school. Like wherever you're going, it is climbing a mountain. And when you get to the top, it's a beautiful view. But it is a dang mountain. It is. Wait, I, I get, this girl goes, Sandy goes, I can definitely relate. I often wonder if anyone else loses their shit like I do some days. I always feel guilty for it afterwards. My son's eight years old. My daughter's seven. And I hope and pray I'm not screwing them up in the process. But really, the bottom line is, when it comes down to it, like that video showed us, they don't remember these moments, you know, because at night when we're sitting there praying together, I get nothing but love, love, love. You're the best mommy. You make us laugh. These are the ones that they're going to hold on to. Our friend Elise, right after that, she, she talked about how she and her daughter, they kind of went at it, but then she got down on her level and apologized. That's everything. Yeah. Being able to get on your kid's yeah. level and show them what it's like to, in humility, apologize for yeah. what you've done wrong. Yeah. That's something that they can then model. Yes. Like, they'll understand when they have that instant feeling of regret and guilt, like, oh, this was what mom was feeling. Yes. When she got down and told me she was sorry. Yes. And nobody said to her, now what do we say? Right. Like, there's no one walking around making sure that moms apologize. We just choose to do it because it's character building for them. And we have to do it too. Like, we've got to be able to extend forgiveness to them. Right. Like, we've got to, we have to forgive them. We need their forgiveness as well so we can reconcile that relationship. It is always the best to apologize. It's hard though. It is hard too. And sometimes it takes me a couple hours before I, or it's usually at night before they go to bed where I'm like, remember earlier, mommy's so sorry. You don't want to do it disingenuously. No, I know. That's not a word. You don't want to do it without meaning. Of course. Mommy wants to mean that she's sorry. Of course. Or she just yells it at Mm -hmm. you. Tomorrow's a new I'm day. I'm sorry that you made me so mad. But yeah. I have to do that too. Like I have to tell my kids, like, I'm sorry I said you made me angry. You can't make me anything. Mommy chose mm-hmm. to say that. Mm-hmm. Like I can really swallow my pride at that point. But man, it's, ooh, it's hard. Yeah, these are but definitely. It's the sweetest moment. And you know what? This is, this is the trouble with subjects like this. We're presenting this issue to y'all as the audience Like, yes, this happens to all of us. Yes, it's terrible. Yes, it exposes our sin and what's going on in our hearts. Okay, bye. Have a great week. Eat some Bill Bars. Like, there's no real great solution. (laughs) There is no solution. There's no quick solution, but there's not supposed to be. Like, if there was, somebody would have monetized it by now. Mm -hmm. Like, somebody would be making money. Totally. So, the the encouragement that I could give y'all, that I give my other friends when we talk about this, and what I've told Lisa, too, like... You can look at what's going on, the situation around what happened. You can deal with what's exposed in you. You can take it on and be aware of it. You can be aware of the triggers. and You can move on from it. But don't be surprised when it happens again. Right. Like, don't be surprised when something else pushes you to the edge because you are human. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you are going through motherhood with drudgery and you feel like every day is full of like woe and lament and mm-hmm. you don't enjoy anything... Reach out, like call the, call the phone. Oh yeah. Like call someone, talk to someone about it. Cause there could be a larger, like mental illness or Mm -hmm. I feel like mental illness is a really strong word. Well, you know why it gets thrown around so much. There was a huge discussion uh, earlier in the year between me and a couple other moms. This was when I was talking about how I needed to get on Xanax or something because yeah. I'm so anxious. Yeah. And I talked to a couple other moms that were like, girlfriend, thank you for talking about this. Thank you for opening the door to this conversation because if you feel unfulfilled and something's not right, you got to get help. You got to get on something. Yeah. Don't be afraid to go to the doctor and say, listen, I'm losing my mind and my kids aren't doing anything. I'm losing my mind. That's how you know there's yeah. something bigger going on. Yeah. And there's no 
shame in asking for help or getting on something. And yeah. it's nobody's business. You don't need to tell anybody that you're on anything. You don't. You really don't. But it does. I mean, it takes a consistent, it takes a consistent feeling, right? Like, you yeah. To, does it always feel like a rainy day? Yeah. Like, does it always yes. feel like it's raining mm-hmm. or like the fog is never lifting? Mm-hmm. Do you just not feel like you have any, because pay attention to that. Like, this is yes. not by any means an excuse for acting out on your kids mm-hmm. as though they're the central cause of your unhappiness. Mm-hmm. But if your whole life just feels devoid of happiness and all you really see in the future you dread, you have to be self-aware, right? And and reach out, like talk to a doctor, talk to your friends. Yeah, talk to your friends and ask them. Don't compare notes on Instagram, but compare notes with your friends. Yes. Like do you right. constantly feel sad or upset or do you dread picking your kids up from school? I mean, some days I think that that might happen but not every like every day do you dread having to bring the kids home and do things with them and you might feel convicted about that and confuse that as mom guilt mm-hmm. but it's not we're looking mm-hmm. at litter at um literature on mom guilt right now oh working moms i cannot imagine like props to working yeah. moms like shout out to working and single moms yeah I can't, I mean, Lisa, you're a working mom. You have like well, all the plates spinning in there all the time. But single moms that never have reprieve? No. Unless their kid is with dad or whomever they're co-parenting with and you don't even know what kind of situation your kid's going in. I can't imagine. Just a week. Stu is gone for almost a week and he's been gone longer. But after just seriously a day of being with my kids, especially if you've got a spouse that's a, traveling a lot in the yeah. summer when they're home, yeah. I over and over say I have so so much respect for single moms yes. that are doing this with no help, with yeah. no second income, yeah. are working yeah. and are trying to balance everything, or be the mom, co-parent. dad. Yeah, it's so Like a co-parent hard. that they just can't get along with. Right. Or that are diametrically opposed for the way that you're trying to raise your yeah. kids. Yep. Like yep. I can't, I can't, can't imagine. imagine. I can't imagine. And blended families are a new way of life in America. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I just can't, I Mm-mm. can't imagine not no. having the support, especially with boys. Like would people actually do like compliment my kids when they see them? Cause people will say nice things every now and then. And I, well, your boys are so polite. Can't take any credit. Like I just tell everyone like they have the best daddy because he really has been such a shaping force for them and their character. And he's the best and, mm-hmm. and he's got a lot of flexibility with his schedule. So he really doesn't have to work the crazy 6 AM to 6 PM mm-hmm. schedule. He's able to be more hands-on with them. And I see the fruit of it every day because so much of what I see in them is a direct reflection on what he has built into their character. And, and it goes back to what I was saying, like more is caught than taught. They see the way that a man behaves and treats mom and so that's how they behave yeah like people love that my boys they like race to open the door for mom like or a or like whoever what woman might be walking by mm-hmm. the and i know that's hate speech for some people like the chivalry thing right might be hateful but we love it because how dare you i, mean, I can open I my own door Ugh. you know but people love that the kids open the door yeah it's because that is how their dad has just always been like they see that so yeah, and I've got a really great friend that has a terribly unfortunate co-parenting situation, mm. and she has to fight. Like, it, they, she has to deconstruct what they live in when they come home to her after they've spent the weekend with dad. And that's got to be so and hard. it's terrible. Yeah, it's so hard. And it's a whole other level mm-hmm. of mom rage mm-hmm. that I can't understand, and... I want to, like, I want to be able to understand what that's like, not from firsthand experience, but 
just to help give an ear to that woman that feels mm-hmm. that way. Yeah, if you're a single mom and you want to call and you want to rant a little bit, mm-hmm. like Lisa knows the number. I don't know the number. I think I've memorized it now. 972-890-9467. It only took me five months. Yeah, we want to hear your story. Tell us what it's like. And if I play your story back, I'm going to get you something good. We're going to send you something. Maybe we'll send her a spa gift card. <laughs> right, that's what we all need. We do need a spa gift card. Oh my God. It has merit. Oh, 100%. Really, 100%. Really has merit. And those of us who are feeling mom guilt from mom rage, there's no reason to be feeling mom guilt when you want to go just not even to get your nails done, just to get out and have coffee by yourself. Don't you have a, a whole new appreciation for driving in your car alone? Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I wish that our commute wasn't more, you know, was, was know. more than 10 minutes if I because had your car, I would just sit in it all the time. <laughs> I will just oh, live in my car. Honestly, I think a lot of moms can say the same thing. I mean, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I'll sit in, it's like my MO. I'll go to Target. I'll get my Starbucks. I'll sit in my car and I'll Instagram. Got my egg bites. bites. The ham and cheddar is the Snap best. That selfie. That's right, girl. <laughs> Hashtag Target time. Um, but so many moms are like, it's the best. I love sitting in my car. Really like is. during my lunch, women were, were messaging me. Like I, will go to my car and I will eat my lunch in my car and I will mm-hmm. listen to a podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm usually listening to Stu. Oh, yes. Like, Eli, my middle, heard it. Heard him on, he was playing on my phone earlier today and Eli was like, world of Stu. I know. <laughs> like, how do you know that? And he said, I listened to it with daddy yesterday. <laughs> the car is always a nice, safe place. It is. But and it's you, even better you alone. listen to things too. Yeah. Like, all of us knew the baby shark phase that our kids were in. Mm-hmm. Like we all sang it all the time. We did it. It like, I feel like we don't ever leave that. Like yeah. our kids just start listening to other kind of music and we listen to their music. And when you listen to something that's engaging for me, that's everything. Mm-hmm. I don't like to listen to a lot of music. I really like listening to people talk mm-hmm. and it makes me feel like I'm engaging in adult conversation. Right. Cause that's what you miss. And I haven't worked. Like yeah. I stopped working when I was pregnant with my first and he's about to be nine in March. So I haven't had like a trade or like a area of expertise and and I didn't before either because I wasn't really a career girl at all, but just that engaging with converse in conversation with people your age mm-hmm. or it doesn't even matter people people your age, just people who have common interests. People, not toddlers. Yes. Mom rage can come from those moms that are stuck inside all day yes. long with their kids yes. and they can't go anywhere. They, you yes. know, they just can't catch and a break. they still don't feel like they can get anything done. Exactly. Like it's hard. in that stage of life. You just feel like your life is constantly oh. like... Cheerios and goldfish and changing diapers. Well, in my sister's Daniel case, Tiger. in my sister's case, it would be big and bits on ice cream. So there you go. Right. Okay. <laughs> and you feel like that is your whole life and all the laundry because it never gets done. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We did it too. When my older two are, they're only 13 months apart and my husband went to Vegas for a work conference one year and it snowed here. It did? Mm-hmm. It's been several years and we didn't leave the house the whole time he was gone. <gasps> we stayed in, we took naps, oh. like all three of us. Like they took baths for like an hour, right? Played in the snow for five minutes and would come in. We would like rolled butcher paper out on the table so, so they could, could color do art everywhere. And craft. Yeah, like I yeah. didn't clean because I knew we were just going to be inside and I end up having to clean it again. Right, right, right. There are pockets of time where you can do that, and it is really fun. But when it's like every day, 
in and day in and day out. It feels like it's so much work to it leave is. the house, so you're unmotivated to yeah, leave. Yeah, it is, especially when you have the young ones and you got to pack the the pack and play, yes. or not the pack and play, the snap and go. Oh, what yeah. is it, right? The, the great go. Yes, the great. Yeah. The and then snap you got to get all the diaper stuff yes. and the stroller yeah. and all that. And having stuff. more than one in a diaper. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But obviously, you don't trade those moments in for the world. You yeah. you don't trade them in. You look back on them fondly. Yeah, though, right? I can look back and all I remember that weekend and mm-hmm. how sweet it was in mm-hmm. the moment I was probably calling my husband like oh, I haven't left the exactly house exactly like, exactly yes so mad at you right now. yeah like I'm gonna buy myself something so good when you get home. you're like don't even look at the credit card <laughs> statement next oh, month yeah. yeah well this was a good topic I think that we'll still probably get stories after this post I hope so y'all feel Feel free to like chime in. And you don't even need to say your name. You don't no, even need definitely. to say your last name. You can be an alien. You know, one day, speaking of changing names, I just want to one day go to Starbucks and they're like, what's your name? I just want to like change my name. I've never done it, but I know people do it, but I want to do it. Something very unexpected though, like Esmeralda. Like Ruth. <laughs> like Ruth. <laughs> I just want to come up with the worst, worst name, <laughs> Ethel. Like just something like just so out of character for you. You look at me and you're like, you don't look like an Ethel. You wouldn't be able to do it with a straight face. I could no, I I couldn't. I couldn't. You'd have to be out of town too because they know you. I mean, I really just need. I think that's the that's like that's gonna be a goal of mine this month is to go to Starbucks and your name please. Ethel. Alice. Alice. That's awesome. We have oh this God. gorgeous Lebanese friend, and every time she goes to Starbucks, they spell her name wrong. Oh, my God. And she posts the pictures oh, of how they spell it. It's every day. <laughs> it's hilarious. Okay, so her so. name is Shireen, and she spells it C-H-I-R-I-N-E, but yes. it's always jacked up. Oh, it's, it's like so, it's S-H apostrophe, like R-Q-E-E-N. So bad. It's awesome. Have you heard the new Megan Trainer song? No. Uh-uh. You haven't heard it. Treat myself. Treat myself. Mm-mm. I'm in the car listening. Megan to talk about things, so I can't hear the <laughs> Megan Trainer song. Like, there's too much happening in the world right now. Okay, I'm just gonna go on a whim and just play this one. Here's Megan Trainer. She's back with a new album. She's looking good. Yep. We got Nicki Minaj on this track. It's called Treat Myself. Get it, girl. Oh. Damn. I've been working real hard on myself and my health and my happiness. Hit pause in my life, took time and my mind been working less. Cause I lost myself, I forgot myself and I don't deserve it. Okay. Let me give myself a
I mean, this is good. Don't you think it's good? I like it. Yep. This is good. Make a trainer. Yep. Yep. My bad. Not Nicki Minaj on this one. She's on the other track. I'm going to have to check that one out. Yeah, that's good. That's Megan Trainer and yep. treat like myself, ladies. Okay, yep. so next time your kids piss you off, just say, I'm going to treat myself. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Next time your kids piss you off, just blast this part of it. Hold on. Here you go. <laughs> just keep telling that to your kids. I'm going to be good to you. I'm going to be good to me. <laughs> Remember, you're raging. Now you're not. You're raging. Now you're not. <laughs> you're about to whip that kid, but no, you're not. Oh, he made it. He made it for the day. <laughs> okay, that uh, concludes this amazing episode. Thanks to my school Bible friend, Lindsay, for always bringing me the content. You know, I'll take that title anytime, Make sure that you like, subscribe, share. Stu's already beating me in like subscribers already, I ratings. Know. It's ridiculous. It's but of rude. course. It's just rude. It's rude. So please. But subscribe to both. Help your, help your I mean, girl out. It. I mean, you could subscribe to him, but more importantly, please subscribe to me before you subscribe to him. Order a Nancy Pelosi sucks pen. Please. Like do that. That will contribute to my growing <laughs> purse contract. <laughs> All right. This is Lisa Page. Maybe do it. Episode 33. Don't quote me. Lindsay, Thanks thank you so much me. for coming. I loved it. Let me